All right. We have some kind of mediocre lighting here for this uh, episode two, part one of three for episode two, the power of positive thinking. So initially I was going to have one episode for this, but it ended up getting too long because I want to break it into three sections. So welcome to the Rugged Human Podcast episode two positive thinking yay um let's try that again a little more emphatic welcome to episode two of the rugged human podcast on positive thinking anyway, I, I joke around but anyway positive thinking the power of positive thinking it's going to be broken into three parts First part is going to be the science behind it, science behind positive thinking. Part two will be real life examples, examples in my life. And I'll look at people out there in the public eye, famous people that have used positive thinking very specifically to find their own path and their own success in life. And then the third part is going to be practical tips and applications, um, how you can take some of these concepts and drill down and have them be directly applicable to your life because that's that's where my philosophy comes from in this i always like to look at the science behind stuff before and then i kind of try to boil that down into little chunks and pieces that i can use and then i can that i can apply right away to my own life and see if it works so to start off, um, so I, I basically looked at three different research studies and for uh, more than three, but I, I, I looked at some and I'm going to talk about three. That the um, positive thinking can do so much. And the research study, the first thing I'm going to talk about is how positive thinking can reduce stress. You know, stress in our life is so, so, what's the word, pervasive. It's, it's, it's ubiquitous. It's all over the place. The way we live our lives, we go to work, we, we get up, we rush, we rush, we rush, we get around, and it's everywhere. And, my, you know, I think, I think the stress in the digital age, pre-internet, like 1990-ish, uh, is different. That's my personal opinion. I don't have a research to back that up. I haven't looked either. But in my personal experience, I think us moving into our digital age, you know, looking at our phones and being just connected in general has made things a little more stressful on a very subtle level. But anyway, back to the science of it is the stress hormone cortisol is the hormone that we don't like too much of. We need it when we are literally, it's the fight or flight. The, uh, the hormone that gets released in our bodies when, when we have to fight or flight. So that's, it's a genetic, not genetic, but it's an evolutionary thing that's evolved in us. So when cortisol pumps at high levels through our body, it does things like constrict our blood vessels to which raises our blood pressure, 
And it basically gets our body ready to run or fight and just primes us up. Adrenaline goes off. All of the other things that go along with something when you're amped up and excited, ready to go or fearful or terrified or whatnot, that's cortisol. And when we have too much of that on a consistent basis in our lives, we essentially are physiologically stressing our bodies more and consistently over time. And that's not what we want to do. So when you use the power of positive thinking, it can lower cortisol. And the study that I was looking at uh, published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, it found that people who wrote about positive experiences for 20 minutes per day for three consecutive days had lower cortisol than the people who wrote about negative experiences for three days or neutral or they wrote about neutral experiences, that would be the control group, right? So you had three people, three groups of people, one that journaled about positive experiences, the second that journaled about negative experiences, and the third that journaled about neutral experiences. And lo and behold, they found that the people who journaled about positive experiences had lower cortisol levels when they tested their blood cortisol than the other two groups. So that is no surprise at all. And cortisol is one of those things that, you know, everybody kind of, you, you might just hear the name here and there, but you're like, yeah, what does it actually do? I don't know. But it's super important. But too much of it on a consistent basis causes our bodies to stay in a stress mode. And over time, you know, just think about that. If your blood pressure is raised even a little bit, multiply that by every day that you're going to live the rest of your life. That's going to basically put a lot more stress on your body than if you, even if you could just lower it a couple of points. So positive thinking, positive journaling helped to reduce cortisol. Positive thinking can also increase our coping skills. So that means, you know, how we get through life, how we go through an event, how we go through an experience. And this study um, published in the Journal of Positive Psychology found that individuals who scored high on measures of optimism. Now, I want to kind of see how they actually scored that, but either way, and positive affect reported lower levels of perceived stress. So essentially, this is basically people who were more optimistic scored lower or higher on a perceived stress. They didn't perceive stressful situations the same. And that's, this is basically, to me, that's kind of basic, but a lot of people don't understand this. There's a lot of people out there that just don't understand that putting a smile on their face and looking at something with a positive spin really changes uh, things for how they go through the experience. Um, it reminds me of that quote by Wayne Dyer, which says, and I love this quote, I always use it. It says, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. And that is just basically a concept of our perception and our mindset. When we move into something with a positive mindset, that really affects how we see the situation, how the situation unfolds, and the outcome of that situation. This thing says the perceived stress, right? So if we perceive a situation that is going to be, and we perceive it as stressful, we're going to get the effect of that stress on our bodies. 
But if we're seeing something as less stressful, then it's not going to affect us the same way. And that's physiological right there. It says it. So, and, and you can go through that in your own life and figure that out. But the idea here is that all you need to do is do one small shift. You know, one small shift, just say something or, or journal something differently, and it's going to help change your output. And then uh, let's see, the physiological response to stress. So this study published in the Annals of Behavioral Medicine looked at individuals who engaged in positive self-talk during a stressful task had lower heart rates and blood pressure compared to those who engaged in negative self-talk. Again, this goes back to the same concept. Self-talk, for those of you who don't know what self-talk is, is basically giving yourself an internal pep talk. Yeah, I can do this. I got this. It's gonna, it's gonna come out okay. We get, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's the internal self-talk. Now, self-talk is one of the things that we should work on in our life because think about it like this there is nobody else out there that is going to talk you through something in most cases now if you have a coach or a mentor or you know you're on a football team or on on some kind of team that's a different story you can usually have other players and things like that but in real life you're going to go into a situation usually on your own and if you can Learn how to give yourself positive self-talk. It makes a big difference. I mean, even just think about it. Even if you go into a job interview, you're by yourself. You go and, you know, you're going into a new situation. Even when you're going to dinner, when you walk into a restaurant alone, what's the first thing you do? You look around for your friends. You look at, you know, think about, hey, are people looking at me? Because they probably are because you just walked in. And if you can say, hey, you know, I'm good. I know I'm, I'm, I'm. Fine, I'm happy. Moving into those situations with a little bit of positive self-talk is a good thing to do. It's just a good thing to do. So um, that's the physiology of it. And you know, this the last thing I want to bring up on the science here. Um, I'm not sure how long we've got going here. How long are we into this thing? Ten minutes. So I don't want to make it this much longer than fifteen minutes. But um, I watched this great uh, special on National Geographic with Chris Helmsworth. And it was called uh, Limitless, A Life Without Boundaries. Cool name. I like big cool names like that. But anyway, Chris Helmsworth, the actor, If you, for those of you who don't know him, probably do, but for those of you who don't know him, he's the uh, Australian actor who played Thor in all the, uh, in all the Marvel movies. And... Um, he is, you know, a big, strong, good looking, you know, actor type guy. And uh, he uh, basically went through these things. And I'll just read you the little uh, the excerpt from it. So Helmsworth meets with experts in fields such as fitness, nutrition and mindfulness to learn about different techniques for managing stress. He tries out various activities such as cold water immersion, yoga and high intensity interval training to see they, how they affect his stress levels and overall health. It had interviews with people who had been through some extreme stuff, 
former prisoners of war and people that survived 9-11. And then basically they throughout the whole thing, they they had him wired up. So they were following his heart rate. They were monitoring, you know, his respiratory, his breath, his oxygen levels. They were taking his blood to check his cortisol levels and levels of stress. And he, they had him put into these very fearful situations. Like they made him walk on a, on a beam like 9 million feet high or nine 900 feet or something like that, on a construction beam. They put him through Navy SEAL training uh, underwater where they tied his wrists and his feet and he had to like tread water until he couldn't anymore. And then what they would do is they put him through like mindfulness exercises, meditation and things like that and put him back through these same experiences. And it made a huge difference. And it, it was really cool to see. It was again, I'll, I'll bring it up. Uh, it was called Limitless, A Life Without Boundaries on National Geographic. I think it's on I, Netflix, maybe. I, I don't know. Whatever the National Geographic channel, whatever they got going on. So um, I'm going to leave it there because I am at this point 13 minutes in. In the next segment, and I'll probably get to that in the next day or two. The next segment, I'm going to talk about basically real life examples of how people use positivity and positive thinking and positive mindsets to overcome huge challenges, just huge challenges. Like um, one of the people I'm, I, and I always talk about this, I love Oprah Winfrey. You know, I used to live in Santa Barbara for 35 years. She, she moved there after a while. But she has a lot of positive stuff on because she she talks about really good things that are very important that are applicable to our lives. And I'm going to talk about some of her her stories that uh, I'll talk about a few other people that everybody have heard of, how they got through some things. And I'll talk about people maybe you haven't heard of who have overcome some serious challenges through positive mental thinking. Anyway, that's a wrap on this first segment of The Power of Positive Thinking.